Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 6, Tallahassee. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In Emma's past, we finally see the mysterious stranger from Episode 1, Neil Cassidy. After meeting in a stolen car, they strike up a relationship and fall in love. While helping him out of a scrape, Neil lets her get arrested, leaving her thinking that he conned her. But we know that he's leaving her so that she can pursue her destiny after learning that she's the savior from August. In the enchanted forest of the present, Hook and Emma scale the beanstalk and concoct a plan to steal the magic compass. Emma traps the giant and spares his life in exchange for the compass and waylaying Hook. Meanwhile, Aurora is having nightmares of a fiery red room. Snow, Emma, and Aurora and Mulan set off to retrieve the dust from Korra. And in Storybrooke, Henry is having the same dreams of the Red Room as Aurora. What did you think of this episode? Probably about the same I felt about the last episode. It's an above-average episode. It's not great. I think they asked a lot of questions, which I think will be interesting to be answered. I just didn't get any answers in this episode, so it's kind of like, I'm fine with it. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. I think the I think the flashbacks of this episode are really good. I think the actual plot of what occurs in the Enchanted Forest is... Not that much happens. They get this compass, but they still don't actually have the thing that they need to get home, which they somehow have to steal from Korra. It seems just as likely to me that they would just she would steal the compass from them than that they would get the dust. Maybe even more likely. Um, and no Regina or Rumple in this episode. Maybe that's why I don't like this episode. <laughs> so, eh, it's fine. Uh, I certainly enjoyed watching it. Um, always, always love Neil Cassidy. He's great. Is that the most fake name ever? Yeah, it's definitely a fake name. It's like he listened to a record and was like, I want to be Neil Cassidy. Though in fairness, Emma Swan isn't much better. No, it's true. It's um, going to start at the end, but I absolutely love the parallel between Aurora and Henry about them both having the same nightmare. Mm -hmm. And also because Henry mentioned before in the previous episode, I'm having trouble sleeping. So that was a nice little payoff of that. Definitely a nice payoff. I also love that David does the thing for Henry that Snow says that he did for her when she had nightmares. Which makes sense. What I was curious about is that did um, Snow ever tell Charming what the nightmares were about? I'm not sure. I think she did, but... I'm, I'm not sure if he puts it together until Henry describes it in detail. And, and I wasn't sure if he yeah. put it together there, but at that point he should realize sleeping curse, mm -hmm. right? Like, but he doesn't seem to have that panicked look on his face that one would assume you would have if your grandson is mm -hmm. suffering through the same thing that Snow went through. Um, the other thing that's interesting, speaking of nightmares, and kind of move on to, this is the first episode in which we've had just one version of the Enchanted Forest, but we actually have two versions of the Land Without Magic. It's true. We have current Storybrooke, and we have past, not Storybrooke, I guess we'll call it. Past. Oregon? Home. Pa it, yeah. <laughs> past Oregon. We'll I call like this that. past Land Without Magic. <laughs> um, at one point, uh, Neil and Emma find a dream catcher. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, like, it's kind of silly. And he actually, when he realizes that it's supposed to keep the nightmares away, he seems to really want mm -hmm. that. What I was curious about is that, is he like that? Because 
is he afraid of something or does he also just suffer from really bad nightmares? Yeah, which is, I mean, it's reasonable to assume that a wayward con artist uh, that is living in stolen cars has nightmares of some kind. He probably also grew up in a system similar to Emma. But yeah, that's a really good question. I also like that he calls it flypaper for nightmares. Yeah. Hmm, that's fair. But yeah, so there was there's a lot of nightmares in this uh, episode. Yeah, Who there do you want to start with? Well, I mean, while we're, why don't we just continue talking about Aurora while we are talking about nightmares? Uh, really, Snow and Aurora's interaction, I, I thought was kind of nice. Snow is very maternal. Hold on, can we go before that real quick? Sure. When they're debating on who should climb, <laughs> Aurora has the audacity to say, of all of the people, if we ranked the four women who should make that climb, I'd rank her fifth. I, I can I think of every woman that we have ever met on this television show. <laughs> I would rank her as yeah. the last person to climb that beanstalk. I would rank many of the women above many men in this show to climb that beanstalk. Now this is not like a sexist situation, but like I would pick Granny to climb climb that beanstalk before I would choose Aurora. And Granny is like eighty years old. Yeah, but Granny's a badass. Granny is such a badass. I feel uh, like she probably wouldn't be great at climbing, but she'd be really great like at the top. I don't of know. If she turned into a wolf, she might be great. She at climbing. can't turn into a wolf anymore. Did it fade? Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, just the idea that Aurora, who tried to sneak up on Snow and then got promptly flipped on her ass. Like you, you're a you're a typical damsel in distress here. You provide no value going up there, other than I guess you could like accompany Hook and he would bed you. I'm sure because that's about it. I don't know what else. I also like why would she want to? She didn't even want to be with Snow and Emma in the first place, and now she's feeling guilty about something and wants to go get this compass. I think her logic is that she had nothing to lose. That's terrible logic. Because if Philip dies or Philip is dead in her mind, so she doesn't care if she dies. That's a really terrible message, also. Sleeping Beauty is literally a terrible message, yeah. pretty much and in general. And she's dressed completely inappropriately to climb that beanstalk. Why doesn't this woman <laughs> wear any different clothes? Yeah, why, why haven't they gotten her something more appropriate to wear? This is a theme I will make about throughout the seasons. There are some people who just dress the most ridiculous for the occasion for no apparent reason all of the time. Especially in season four. Mm, like yeah. at some point just put some damn pants on here. Like, <laughs> this is nonsense. Aurora, you're tra traversing through the woods, you gotta walk around. Why are you wearing that stupid dress? Like... Get some, get some clothes. Come on. This is ridiculous. Why no one else thought of that? I don't know. The other three are all dressed pretty reasonably. Yes, like, Mulan, are. I guess, is wearing armor. But, like, that makes sense because she's, she's a She's a warrior. Yeah. yeah. Like, hers is not good for climbing. No. Certainly not. good for protecting. Good for protecting. Anyway. Yeah. Snow and Aurora. Snow's very maternal with Aurora, which hmm. is kind of sweet. I didn't take the maternal. I felt you sisterly You didn't think again. it was maternal when she was cradling Aurora's head in her lap while she was sleeping? I, I my vibe was, again, <laughs> sisters. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, we've both shared the same trauma. I know what you've gone through. Let me help you work through this. Like, I didn't get the Emma and Mary Margaret feel. Okay. I got sisters. That's reasonable. Yeah. Um. Also, Snow tries to lie to her about the dreams and how they're not... So she's like, oh, yeah, it's it's not real. It's fine. Just go to sleep. You'll be totally fine. Well, Snow may not know it's real. I think she does know it's real. She tells Mulan that later when they're talking about it. Mulan oh. says, Mulan says, don't you, you're lying to her. Like, there's this is oh. an issue. And she's like, yeah. But, they, but, you, but don't they fade? Yeah, I think they fade over time. That's interesting. It's both real, but will just fade away. Yeah. Fascinating. I, yeah. Okay. All right. 
That's all. That's all about the dreams that I had there. Yeah. Did they describe the room? It was a... Uh, a red room with fiery red curtains. Yeah. And no windows and no doors. I thought they do describe a door, though, weirdly enough. No, they don't describe okay. a door. Yeah. That sounds terrible. And you're trapped in there. It sounds really terrifying. What's interesting is that she sees someone she knows is male staring at her, but can't see who it is. Yes. And Henry describes that he can see someone, doesn't know it's a woman, on the other side. So... They're having a shared nightmare, which is fascinating. Yes. That... <laughs> like a shared delusion. <laughs> and in both cases, the thing was real. Yes. In both cases, the thing was real. Um, I also like, at the end, kind of just stay with our four heroes. Um, what's her name? Mulan is going to actually do what Emma asked, which was insane in my opinion. I don't know how you cut down a beanstalk that that's that big without an axe. You can't use a well, sword magical for that. sword. I guess a magical sword, but still. We see the magical pulse. So it, it does is a magical yeah. sword. Well, and I think that the pulse is related to, because Hook tell the reason that they have to wear those things when they climb the beanstalk is because the beanstalk has been enchanted so that no one can come up it. Sure. So it's, the, the magical pulse might be either from the sword or that she's like trying to break through magic that that is. Well, she broke it, so yeah. it must be. I would assume it has to be magical to destroy magic too. Yeah, I don't know how the rules of magic work exactly. No was pissed when she found out that Emma asked Mulan to do that. Well, also, so at one point Hook had made the comment about you ladies fight over it. Uh-huh. Who wants to join me? Don't be afraid to get into it. Which you responded with gross, and I chuckled. <laughs> I thought it was the most hook-like comment ever, and it was fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead, get into a fight. Feel free to roll around the mud. Like, it was pretty hilarious. Well, then we get that fight later. Hook doesn't get to see it, though. He's going to be so disappointed. He gets to see it up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he wanted the fight to be between Mary Margaret and uh, Emma, though. I don't think Mary Margaret and Emma were going to be rolling around on the ground. They were in Hook's mind. <laughs> um, That's also really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know their relationship to be here, and I don't think he cares. Yeah. Um, he's As he has said many times, he's had a many a man's wife, and I'm sure he's had the many a man's mother, too. Gross. Yeah, Hook is a gross dude. Um, remember that when we talk about him literally forever. Um, the fight that Aurora and Snow get into, not Aurora, um, Mulan and Snow get into, I'm supposed to believe that Snow White just took down this famed warrior with ease. Like, she basically hits her with a fantastic shoulder tackle, takes her down to the ground, and prevents her from throwing her off of her. I mean, Snow is a very competent fighter. Correct. Mulan is a trained warrior. Wearing armor. Maybe she wasn't expecting to be attacked. I don't know. (laughs) The posturing that uh, Snow was giving was very much like... What the hell are you doing? Yeah, Snow was suspicious right from the beginning. Yeah. As soon as as soon as Mulan draws that like timekeeper in the sand, she's like, "What's that for?" Yeah, <laughs> everything about this was like fight hackle should be up here, and Snow like basically wins the fight. No, she totally does. Snow's a badass. She she has picked up badass vibes from Charming, who just instantly knows how to do everything all the time. But at least Charming was usually whooping terrible knights. Mm. We're supposed to believe Mulan is the greatest warrior of her land. It's true. She just got whooped by a royal. I mean, Charming knows how to do everything. He knows how to chase away nightmares with a candle. He's got this. Yeah, I get why. This, so this, this is uh, Snow being a Mary Sue here. (laughs) I I mean, she also attacks Charming with a rock. Yeah, but that's different. That that made a little bit more sense. Because she just like knocked him on his ass real quick. 
Yeah. Anything uh, else you want to talk about our four heroes from? Not including the beanstalk that we'll talk about. I, something, so there's two things in this episode that got my hackles up a little bit. One, the dream catcher, which are like often used by white people in like mysticism culture, like trying to, trying to co-opt native culture. They use it very lightly there. But also Mulan, of course. It's just like, oh, I have this, like, bag of poppy drugs. Do you need those? Do you want to use that to knock this giant out? The Asian, they gave the Asian character the, the drugs, of course. Mm-hmm. The traitor of drugs. And that bothers you? Yeah. It's not cool. Anybody else could have had the drugs. Who logically else would have been carrying that? You know, Aurora. Thing? She's actually, like, a drug dealer. <laughs> no, because that would mean she actually has agency over her decisions as opposed to just being a helpless damsel. I see, I see. Also, where the hell would she get drugs? She's like the preppy girl uh, yeah. from the hill who's going to come down. Can I get some marijuana? <laughs> she ain't going to have no poppy drugs. Nor would she understand what they're used for. Like, It's true. She Lulan actually has a little Batman here where she happens to have like a situation like, oh yeah, I just got some bat shark bat repellent right here. <laughs> Mulan is the greatest warrior except she for has, when she has she's to fight. ready for all situations except, except a charging snow, snow white, white. <laughs> man and also she does kind of concede quickly that it was ridiculous what was ridiculous? Mulan that she was gonna chop down the beanstalk like she oh, just yeah. doesn't try to do it again and then magically in the nick of time emma just appears i know that was so strange why she should have been able to see and hear them fighting and they also should have been able to see and hear Emma before she jumped down from the Or maybe side. Emma just dove all the she way just, down. She, she <laughs> swan dive all the way down and landed on her feet. She's magical. Yeah. I think that's all I have for... Um, for the four of them? For the four of them together, yeah. I, I will say their plan to just steal the ashes from Korra might be one of the dumbest plans I've ever heard of in It my just doesn't life. make sense. Like, what? how are they going to do that? And also, what's going to stop Korra from being like, oh, good, you have the compass. Thank you. Like, she's a witch. They like, clearly she... didn't think about this. They dumb. just didn't think just about it. dumb. For a show that has a lot of strong, intelligent women, this is not one of their finer moments. No, it's not. Uh, do you want to talk about... Forget the beanstalk. Hukunema and Tiny? Yeah. If I don't know if we... Did he, tell, did he no, say that? we don't get a well, name. Well, that's his name. His name is Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Our first major lost character. I'll take your word for that. I mean, there's... We've seen other characters from George Lost. Is George from is from Lost. Oh, okay. But, uh, I mean, he's a tiny... Oh, why, why can I not remember his name? Anton? Well, his real name. Oh, I couldn't say <laughs> um, he's, he's like a member of the main cast for all, every season of Lost. Oh, I see what you're saying by major. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tell me your opinion of the Hook-Emma interaction while climbing up the beanstalk. Mm, um, I actually think that Emma is pretty annoyed with Hook's attempts to be charming at down on the ground and as they're climbing the beanstalk i think her the turning point for her is when he fixes her hand she's a little swayed by his charm in that moment um otherwise i think she's he's just annoying uh he also instantly tries to break down her walls and get incredibly personal it's really weird to ask someone that you've just met who you don't trust if they've ever been in love (laughs) um you're, you're climbing up a beanstalk with literally nothing else to do for hours. It's not that weird. 
So when we're climbing up a beanstalk, you're just going to ask me about my relationship history? Yes. Okay, great. I feel like that's an acceptable... If I'm going to be climbing a beanstalk for presumably multiple hours, all cards should be on the table since there's a good chance we die here. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, he also, again, makes very pilot, pirate phrase, I'll swear allegiance to whomever gets me there first. <laughs> Love that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I actually, so while I mostly detest Hook, I like Hook and pirate mode. When mm. he's actually just like, I'm here to accomplish a goal, I'm going to do the thing. And he's brutally honest, like, I don't give a damn which one of you gets me to my end game. Just get me there. Mm-hmm. Which is like, cool. I 100% appreciate that. What is your assessment of their interaction climbing the beanstalk? Uh, gross. Uh, I I just don't think they have good. I just don't think they have good chemistry. They're not interesting to me. They're boring. I don't I don't like their characters. I think they. She, Emma at this point has kind of become like annoying to me. So I'm just like Hook trying to break her. Down. He's not charming in the way that charming is. He's hilarious how ridiculous he flirts with basically everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The only time I think it really gets interesting is, and I said this, and I think you disagreed. He reacts to the name Gold, which is silly to me because he sh- that should have no meaning to him. I think he just stopped because she was speaking to him. Yeah, because they talk about uh, Mila, and then obviously Emma pieces together why he's got to hold a grudge because yeah. of that whole thing. She also gets wildly personal in that situation. Again, the scenario <laughs> does make sense. The line that he makes that I really appreciate on the ground was, well, in this world, we're slaves to time. Mm. Very much leading towards Neverland, and also yeah. basically telling a bunch of women to hurry the hell up. Yeah. Uh, I also thought her line, I can't take a chance that I'm wrong about you, was really interesting. I don't think that made sense. Why doesn't that make sense? I think that makes perfect sense. She she thinks that he was telling the truth and was willing to help them, but she's not willing to take that risk. But, so it sounds like she just doesn't trust him. Sure. So if you don't trust him, then you're saying you think you're right about him. It's the same phrase. No, it's like the opposite. She's like saying, I don't trust you, but I want to trust you, but I'm going to lock you up and trust my initial instinct no, in the first place. My initial instinct is I do trust you, but I can't take the chance that I'm wrong, that I'm right. What you just said doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I can't take the chance that I was right, that I was wrong. I also don't think she's wrong, and I think that they made the situation worse by locking Hook up at the top of the thing. Emma making a bad decision. I'll be damned. <laughs> I think that he, like, obviously now he's going to be pissed and have motivation to go back to Cora. But if they had just brought him along, I think he would have stuck with their side the whole time. I don't... Assuming they could get the dust from Cora, which feels ridiculous. <laughs> I think he would have seen that their plan was stupid. And again, his allegiance is to himself. Yeah, sure. He's, he's working diagonally. Yeah. Um, I also... She saves him from a tripwire... Uh-huh. That would have dropped a cage on him that was apparently large enough to trap a giant. It's possible that the cage... Because, like, if that cage falls on a giant, yeah. the giant might get trapped, but uh-huh. is going to be okay. Yeah. If the actual cage structure falls sure. on him, he's going to be crushed. But <laughs> anywhere other than that, he's yeah. going to just walk through the bar. Climb through the bars. You, you just completely, <laughs> like, you can just see the big thing, and you just kind of move, like, two steps mm-hmm. to the right, and then you're safe here. Except for other than, like, the massive... Uh, Shockwave from They there. needed an excuse to to be close to each other. Also, that hug is the dumbest. I mean, it was like, really dumb. What that? I don't know. Like, if I see you backpelling into something, I would just grab you and throw. It. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, come here, let me embrace you." There's also, I I there's I got so many lost vibes from this episode. There's so many trip wires and lost. Oh, um, oh that makes sense. Constantly, uh, 
there's also a lot of conning, which we can talk about yeah. when we talk about Neil and Emma. Um, but the thing I really want to talk about was what the fuck was that bone of that Hook was using to bang on that armor to get the giant's attention? The giant's. It was huge. A, a giant's bone, but like, it's not big enough for a giant's bone. We have small bones in our body. It's like a finger bone? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's terrifying. All the giants were massacred. <laughs> that I also really like Tiny's line... Uh, the victors get to tell the story. That's one of my favorite. Like, History is told by the winners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, literary themes or movie themes. Uh, and we like Hook. I don't think Hook was lying about the story. I think that that was the story that he heard that the the giants massacred everyone and uh, destroyed all the beans as they were dying. Obviously, we'll later f- find out what the true story yeah. behind that whole thing was. And I do think that episode will be very interesting. Um, we see Jack. The uh-huh. remains of Jack mm-hmm. and the sword that apparently had the name engraved. You get your name engraved on your sword, always. So this makes sense when you're Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I don't think that all of them have their... Like, is Mulan's sword say Mulan on it by chance? Like, is it, like, property? I feel like Mulan's sword has a cool name that we don't know maybe yet. Maybe it does. Uh... Yeah, maybe maybe people are like, oh, the dark one's got a name written on I'm gonna be cool. It's like a trend. This on here. I see. Jack. <laughs> uh, Yeah. I also really like Emma's delivery. Like, Hook is trying to convince her not to abandon him because she thinks that she's abandoning him to be eaten by the giant, which is pretty d- cold and dark. That's not what she's actually doing. But, but it does seem like that. It does seem like that, but she made a deal with the giant. Uh, but he says, I got the compass. And she's like, I got the compass, which is true. <laughs> What's your face? What's that face? I mean, they got the compass. They they worked together to knock out the giant. Uh-huh. Emma got the compass by herself. She she convinced the giant to give it to her. At poison point? Sure, but Hook didn't help with that. I mean, okay, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like that's like taking credit for a situation where like, I did all the things at the end. Well, cool, you wouldn't have done the thing if we don't. You mean like in sports when the person that catches the last out or throws gets the last touchdown is lauded for winning the game even though there were so many other scores and outs before that? Yeah, that's why you celebrate the whole team. <laughs> you can still have a clutch play. Like I'm not saying that like Emma didn't make a great clutch play there, but like if the person who gets the last out is like, I got all 27 outs by myself, mm-hmm. I think we'd be like, no, you didn't. That's kind of just a lie. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The the choice to do that didn't make a lot of sense to me to 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 trap hook there yeah it i mean i don't they should have known that he would have instantly gone back to cora i don't they're also sending him back to Cora. like they didn't really leave him any other options right it, yeah it doesn't make sense i mean i understand the the thought of like i don't trust this guy and i want to like keep him but she should have said keep him up here for three weeks or something rather than 10 hours yeah, yeah. that's not enough time and also you we're having Mulan cut down the beanstalk. So you weren't even going to ever let him get out. Yeah. Well, that that was, I believe she wanted that because for some reason she's really afraid of Cora getting to Henry because she thinks Cora is going to hurt Henry. Well, she's just afraid of Cora getting a story broken. No, she wants to get back to Henry. Um, Snow is afraid of Cora getting to Storybrooke. Yeah, okay. I think, and that probably is partially because they know what she made Regina into. So yeah, I get that. There's a little bit of fear there. And also, I mean, like, Cora's a monster. They just watched her rip out an entire village's worth of hearts. I mean, she's a terrible person. A village that she has made trust her as Lancelot. But, like, she's been leading these people for months. 
And then she ripped out all their hearts. That's just really cold. Monster. Monster. Uh, the giant, though, seems like maybe not a monster. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely could have killed Emma and chose not yeah. to. It was also so sad when she asked if there's any other giants there and he says, I'm alone. Yeah. That's pretty sad. I feel bad for him. I want to learn more about him. So here's a fun fact. We hear Hook say, there's no more magic beans. He specifically says that. And then on the giant's pendant? It's like a necklace. Necklace, pendant. There's a dead magic bean. Yep. Which, I didn't know magic beans could die. That's news. I also didn't know that. And uh, so apparently there's one left. Yep. It's very confusing. The, The rules of magic beans seem to shift with the tides. They absolutely do. Also, here's another good question. If magic beans were up here and people knew about them, why didn't the Dark Wind go get one? Well, and... Because he could get there. The timing of the... Like, it would make sense if all of them had died before Rumple became Absolutely, the Dark Absolutely, sure. But they didn't. Because James... Yeah. Or Jack... Or what, we will find out later that this happened clearly, and it's been a thing for a long time that everyone would have known about. Yeah. It's very confusing. And don't Magic they beans. walk there from the Enchanted Forest? So it's not like it's even in a different realm. Like, it's literally in a place that he would know how to get to pretty it's quickly. True. Would we Would we call this a magic bean that we have seen? I even would. Even though it doesn't work? Okay. I think a... One broken bean. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll count this as like a half? I would say it's a magic bean that is simply without magic. Okay. But I would still call it a magic bean. I guess it's just a bean at that point. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do half because it doesn't work. One, we've seen one and a half beans so far. It's interesting. <laughs> so would you call Oh, it, no, we've seen more than one and a half. Would you call a broken down car no longer a car? No, it's still a car. Then it's a magic bean still. All right, still a magic bean. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'm good with everything besides our land without magic flashback. Same. Um, I like that land without magic flashback. I just called it Emma's past. Emma's past. That's that, Emma's past. That feels very uh, Emma-centric. And I think, you know, has a, you know... He gets some of this, too. Okay. Love the origin story of the yellow bug. We finally learn how she got it and why she still drives it, which is interesting considering her character. Yeah, that. so that's shocking to me that she was willing. I mean, I guess she was desperate. She was a desperate soul, so she sure. needed it. But I am shocked that she kept it. Yeah. Because... I'm not shocked that she used it for a while, but that she still has it. Clearly, she's sentimental about this. Well, what that tells me is that she still has a thing for him. Yeah. Which is shocking considering what we learned what happened where... He, she, in her mind, believes that he set her up. Yeah. And yet she still held on. And I didn't also know there was a swan necklace there. That was actually pretty cute. Well, yeah, she still wears that, too. I did not know that. She doesn't use it as a keychain anymore. She wears it as a necklace. Wow. Uh, but they <laughs> love that he also stole the car. Yeah. He's, he's exactly the same as her. Uh, and he helps her get out of the situation because they both would have gotten in trouble for being in this stolen car. And I love how he perfectly reads this cop and is like, you know, women. women. Such a great line. I'm trying to teach my girlfriend how to drive stick, but you know, women. women. Uh, disgusting, but it also works. And he, he's not like disgusting. that at all. Disgusting. It's misogynistic. Huh. No, women can't drive sticks. <laughs> no, none of them. No one knows how. I think what he was implying is that they don't listen. Ah, I see. And let's be very real. Emma is a bad listener. Yeah. As she has proven when she won't listen to her mother about shooting a gun in the ogre forest. So, you know. Instant chemistry these two have. 
Unlike the other two, Neil and Emma have instant chemistry. He is charming. He is so charismatic yeah. as a human being. Yeah. I, yeah, he's great. I also love their convenience store con. Oh, yeah. It's where he gets her the keychain slash necklace. His little map trick is pretty funny. Uh-huh. Like he just, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. Like, can you just show me where you should buy the map? All right, fine. And then like you know, he's this whole ruse and roundabout. Just, they're just, they're very Bonnie and Clyde. It's and then funny. she fakes labor, and that guy that walks in the store is like, you know, they were stealing. Yeah. And the guy's like, shit. Did you catch the candy bar? <laughs> yeah, the Apollo candy bar. Mm-hmm. Yep. They love their lost references. They do love their lost references. Um. The hotel also when they we finally learned the significance of Tallahassee because yeah. Regina brought it up in season one. Oh, yeah, uh, as it's the only place that Emma lived for a significant period of time. What so did she you actually love so much there, about Tallahassee? And it it was meaningful and sentimental to her. Um, also, he makes a line that was like twenty minutes to housekeeping, and then they go in, and he's like, "Do we even need to shower first? <laughs> They had to allude to it in some way so that we would know that they were having sex because then they have a baby. Yeah. I just like the, like, <laughs> my man keeps his eye on the prize at all times. He's like, wait, do we need to get clean for this? No? Okay, let's do this. We have 20 minutes. This also feels, I mentioned earlier, there's so one of the main characters of Lost, Sawyer, is a con artist mm. and would absolutely pull a con very similar to what Neil... He actually is not trying to trick Emma to do. He like it's but it the the idea like, oh, you go get the watches and he he makes it her idea. You mean like what Regina does to Sydney? Absolutely. Um that is a very, very good con artist trick. Uh and she is so happy to help. And he really wanted to he like did wasn't actually trying to con her, but that's what she thinks. Is that the first time she had said I love you to him? Mm-hmm. That's probably the first time she said I love you to anyone in her entire life. The origin of her walls are, <laughs> yes. <laughs> are shown. Um, anything else you want to talk about those two specifically? Because I want to get to Neil in August at some point. Um, no, we can uh, we can talk about Neil in August. I think it was very creepy the way August was basically trying to creep up on um, Neil. And Neil realizes something is wrong. Instantly. I'm going to come back to this in later episodes. I think he was much more frightened of something else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when he like feels that like presence behind him, he's like, no way. And he takes <laughs> off. Like, yeah. Which is funny because it's like, yeah, man, that running was never going to work there. But whatever. Like, I, I get why he would think running might have worked. Absolutely. Um, we find out, obviously, that it is August, who we know as Pinocchio. Is yeah. He kind of like grabs him off that fence and <laughs> he tries to do the like, I was just jaywalking. Like, <laughs> Tries to no, come. He says, I wasn't even James. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Um, and then August basically, what does he say? You, do you believe in magic? And then Neil's like, well, pretty sure you do. Uh-huh. And that's an excellent way of him like just being like, whatever, man. Like, even if I don't, it's not going to matter what I say here. So I guess I got to hear you out. And then August shows him the box again with the box. We don't see what's in the box. We don't see what's in the box, but he did. I mean, he did that thing with Emma in the box, like earlier on. And now we whatever is in the box completely flips him. I mean, we we know it's a typewriter, or we that's what it is when we see it sure. later. Uh, so assuming it's the same, but like, what is? But why what, would a typewriter make him go that from even mean? not believing to okay? Yeah, but full, fully willing to listen and doesn't. It seems like August told him 
Everything. Everything. Because now he's like, oh, there's a curse. Like, yeah. he seems to be now, which is strange to me, that he was able to convince just a normal human being that a curse is real. Yeah. That doesn't track to me. That's odd. It's very odd. Well, and not only do we now know who this mysterious stranger is, Neil Cassidy, but we also know what that postcard was. Yep. August sent him the postcard when the curse broke because that's what he asked. Yep. So he also still really cares about Emma yeah. and wants to try to get back. Well, to he her only had way. to leave her to let her be, which I don't understand that logic at all. I think I, it is. It, it makes it makes very much sense to me that this is a plan that August came up with. <laughs> Uh, but it does, I think the idea is Emma is never going to fulfill her destiny as the savior and come back to Storybrooke if she is a con artist constantly stealing from people, moving around the country, like never setting up a home. But I'm not sure what August's like long-term plan was here. Here's a thought. They were looking for a home. How about you just tell Neil, instead of Tallahassee, do it in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. We've got the savior here. And then we can work on fixing our life. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, it it makes it it makes sense to me that it's what August came up with. <laughs> this is what happens when you let wooden boys try to scheme. Like Gold would have never had such a dumbass plan like that. No. Like, you know what's going to be good for her? Let's set her up and send her to jail. Yeah, that absolutely is going to put her on the right track. It does ultimately. Does get her it? Where she needs to be. I mean, this is like one of those things where people are like, I got into a car crash ten years ago, and then five years later, I met my wife. So the car crash meant something. I was like, I. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I know. I really hate it when people do the, like, everything in your life has gotten you to this point. It's like, obviously, like, that's just true all the time of everything. Regardless of where <laughs> I ended, that's always going to be true. Yeah. But, like, we've all played enough video games for those who play. Or, like, I can choose a different path and still get the same ending and not have to go through the bad trauma. Yeah. He also, although this is August finally doing what he promised to do or what his father made a seven-year-old boy promise. <laughs> he never actually agreed to this. His no, dad. He said, he said, I will do my best father, but he was seven. He was seven. <laughs> and he doesn't even know what that is. He's, agree he's like, you can't consent to something you don't understand. Yeah. Um, admits he can't say no to temptations as we learn when he pockets the money. I know. Yeah. The world, this world is full of temptations and I have trouble saying no. And then Neil is like, here's a car and $20,000. Please yeah. give them to Emma. Yep. Betcha Emma never saw a dime of that money. Yeah. Why didn't he just like give it to Emma? Oh, because he she, didn't know where she was. I feel like you could look. I know you probably could look that up. Does he not know what the internet is? Maybe he doesn't. Because you know who does know what the internet is? A 10-year-old boy. It's true. A 10-year-old boy does know what the internet is. How is Henry? Henry would be able to find her. 100%. Henry would have found Absolutely. her and gotten her money. Come on, Neil. Step the game up, man. Disappointed yeah. here. But I'm into Neil. I like Neil. I will say this. We didn't get nearly enough Neil. Yeah. Yeah, I always... I want more Neil. I always want more Neil. Like, he... he the way that they try to put Hook and Emma together, I would much rather delete that relationship and just give me more... Delete. Delete. Like, just... <laughs> delete and give me more um especially in like more modern time like not just the flashback but give me them like now in their lives that would be more interesting and more compelling i think but mm -hmm. you know i'm not the demographic they're always going for so i get it hook is pretty <laughs> i think neil is pretty <laughs> <laughs> prettier than hook yeah wow he's more my type than hook is personally uh, top but... top five pretty men no in life or in, in, the, in show? the show yeah. in life definitely <laughs> <laughs> Definitely top five pretty men in the okay. show. 
I don't know if I'd use the word pretty for you. How would you describe him? Handsome? He's handsome. All right, that's fair. He, he does fit the template of what ABC is allowing him to cast. Dark hair, stubbly. Mm-hmm. You, apparently, unless you were David Nolan, you may not be a man without dark hair and stubble. <laughs> yeah. Or you have to be black. Or Dr. Will. Oh, yeah. Where you go. you go. But that's because his world is black, so he doesn't need to have black hair. <laughs> wow. It's just black and white. Anything else you wanted to talk about? I feel like we can end with that. Okay. Let's go to our winners and losers. Uh, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Ooh, that's... <laughs> I had a hard time with mine, too. Actually, you're not going to like it, but my favorite moment was Hook being... Disgusting? I, yeah. I kind of laughed. I really chuckled. Don't be afraid to really get into it. It was just so... It kind of reminded me of like a Captain Jack Sparrow moment, you yeah. know, where he'd just no, be sitting absolutely. there and it's like, ladies, roll around the mud for me. Like, it was just one of those like, oh, yeah, you're a pirate. You're, you're no good, filthy pirate. Which, you know, that's who he is. Yours? This isn't exactly a moment, but the like the way that they spin the con is really interesting to me. And I... That, that Emma... This is like what a con artist would do to frame someone for a crime. And that's actually not what happened. Like, they, they are able to, to spin it from the back, and Emma doesn't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the way that it looks is not what it yeah. actually... I see what Absolutely. you're saying. They, like, they're able to make it look like what a con artist would absolutely do, even though that's not that's not what happened. Most ridiculous moment. August convincing Neil. Okay. I, I just don't... No, yeah. I don't get it. Like, based on the information that I have now... How did you convince a grown man that a curse is real? Absolutely. Mine is related to that, but more specific. It's Neil giving August <laughs> who he knows. Who <laughs> literally told him this world is full of temptations and I'm really bad at saying no. An envelope full of $20,000. Here's a bunch of money. <laughs> don't, you, don't, you don't think that's going to... Uh... No. Nope, it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to rephrase my favorite moment as Hook being a lech. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Good, nice, nice word. Thank you. Who's your loser? Hook. Yeah, Hook is also my loser. Yeah, I mean, that just, yeah. I, especially because I think, uh, well, he's a pirate and would surely switch over to Korra. Yeah. Things were like blowing in his direction. And I think he feels like he's built a genuine connection with this woman. And then she locks him to a post. <laughs> and he thinks he's going to get eaten by a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, you know what bothers him the most? He's not going to get his revenge in the crocodile. Yeah. That's actually the thing that bothers him. Like if it were him and Rumple both sitting there to die, I think he'd be like, cool. At least I know you're dying. Uh-huh. I think that's the part that truthfully bothers him the most there. Yeah. And he didn't actually do anything to deserve it this time. Like of all the bad things he's done in life, this is the one time he didn't screw her over and got and paid for it. Yeah. I had a really hard time choosing a winner. Do you have one? Mm, kind of. Yeah, I have two question marks. All right, go ahead, go. I hear yours. Emma? No. She, she got the compass, but okay. she also ends up in jail, so I don't feel good about choosing that option. Yeah. But she is on the road to her destiny, so maybe. Okay. Uh, August? That's my winner. Yeah, so I mean, I think it was a bad plan, <laughs> but yes. he finally at least thinks that he's doing what he's supposed to be he doing. He embraced his destiny. Yes. <laughs> now, is he doing it in the right way? 
Absolutely not. This is yeah. a terrible plan. He's still not resisting temptation. He's obviously, as we see in the end of season one, fails at said plan. Like, basically, Henry has to do all of the hard work for him. <laughs> yeah. That's the weird thing, is that, like, this was supposed to be his job, and he really failed. Like, truth be told, he did not do the job. Like, it was Henry who did everything, uh-huh. including poisoning himself. Like, yeah. Henry got the job done, not the adult. Uh, oh, my other, go back real quick. My other loser is kind of Henry. Oh, yeah. He's having really bad, terrifying dreams. The consequences of his actions are now appearing. And, like, I get that why he did what he did. But this is why you don't just poison yourself randomly. Mm -hmm. So No, that's a good one. uh, Yeah, I I, I think August has to be the winner here. I I get what you're saying with Emma. I think um, Enchanted Forest Emma could be a winner. Mm -hmm. But definitely not Land Before Magic. uh, Like, that that was a massive loss. Because... The man that she loved abandoned her in her mind. She got caught and she got sent to jail. And she just found out she's pregnant in jail. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's, that's awful. rough. And she ain't going to get that $20,000 that she was, I don't think she was promised, but should have had. Yeah. So, whereas August just got himself free $20,000. And she got a fucking sweet watch and then immediately got it taken from her by the police. Well, I think what even sucks more is that that watch that he said it looks good on you, she probably thinks that was the con to yeah. let the cop identify her, yeah. which is like, that's got to sting. That's really got to sting. Yeah. So... What are you looking forward to? Some answers already. I'm getting sick of all... I got a lot of questions. At least we got the answer of who this mysterious stranger is. And our two mysterious strangers met up and spoke for quite some time. (laughs) They did. But I have more questions about it now. But that just brought me more questions. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we at least know what his connection is. I would like to know what his backstory is a little bit more. Who is he relative to everyone? And then all the other things that are going on. Like, there was no Cora. There was no Regina. There was no Rumpel. The hell are they doing right now? Yeah. What? Uh, honestly, the one question I've had for a few episodes, what is Rumpel's plan to get out? Mm-hmm. Like, all we know is that we, he knows he can't get out because you'll lose your memories over the town line. And I feel like they just kind of dropped that afterwards. And I'm like, he's got a kill to still be working on it. No Belle either, actually. I haven't seen her for two episodes. Um, so I'd like to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, it was very interesting last episode seeing Regina struggle with magic, so I'm going to be very curious to see how she deals with that going forward, whether it's therapy or an outlet or something like that. But, and honestly, my biggest one is, like, can we get some conflict here? Some real conflict? Yeah. Like, the giant thing was, like, a tease of conflict, but then, of course, they're just, like, reading rainbowed it out here. It's like, we're just going to talk about it. <laughs> you know, like, there's no, like, villain against hero. Like, all uh-huh. we did was uh, hear Cora. We didn't see Cora. No, Totally. I want to know what Hook's gonna do now, and what that what's gonna look like. What that's gonna look like. Uh, I want to know how on earth our group of heroes is going to uh, retrieve this dust from Cora. <laughs> I just don't understand. See, when you're dealing with a witch, you just do one of those. Hey, look over here, and then you pickpocket her. And I want to know, like they've clearly set up this shared red fiery room thing as very significant, and I want to know how they're gonna use that. Yeah, I desperately want to know what the significance of that is. And then um, also what I'm curious about, and I think I had this curiosity the first time, anyone who's been under sleeping curse can go into this? Yeah. That's fascinating. I wonder who are the people that you could run into in that. (laughs) Just random people. Because, I mean, logically, it's not like those are the only two people to have ever been in a sleeping curse. So It's like, what did you do? Uh, I, like, stepped on Maleficent's foot once and she just got real mad. So we know this to not be true, but you know what I actually thought that place was at first? I thought there was hell. Oh. I thought that was, because I mean, think about it. It's fire. Yeah. It's a dark room. You're like trapped there. It's like, are they just essentially being sent down to hell? 
Yeah, that's terrifying. I mean, so would a room with burning curtains be terrifying? It seems very Regina-like, though, which oddly enough, like that's kind of the um, decor that she would use to punish somebody. She's trapping them in a room. <laughs> burning burning red room. Yeah, or like a burning curtains room. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. All right, anything else? I think I'm good. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 2, Episode 7, Child of the Moon. And uh, we will see you next time.